Log Talk Radio. You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking rates and lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rico Mohammed, your humble and gracious host here at the Rates and Lanes podcast show. Tonight, we are back at it. Got special guest Chuck Snow up and on board. He is standing by waiting to take some calls with us tonight. So if you got some questions, we try to cater the show around helping you guys out, getting you guys more information, getting you more answers, and just better equipping you to be able to deal with stuff on the spot market and your trucking business as a whole. So press number one. That puts you in the call of queue. We'll get right to you as soon as we possibly can. I was reminded by a couple of people that we hadn't given the um, bad broker report in quite a while. So good news tonight. We got the bad broker report up and on board. We're going to give you a whole month's worth of uh, people that you need to be aware of. So make sure you got your pen and papers out for that. But we're going to start out this show as we normally do. We're going to jump right into this week's recent report from the USDA that just came out today a couple of hours ago uh, for the specialty crops, the truck rate fruit and vegetable report. There is a link to this report up on the Rates and Lanes Facebook page for your viewing pleasure to go and get the full report. We only read you the top page of the report it uh, The report consists of, it's a pretty intricate report, pretty detailed report. So if you'd be interested in finding out more information on what the USDA has to offer, you can go over and grab that report. The thing that we just want to put out for new listeners and people that may be new to the podcast, this report from the USDA, the rate information that is, that is posted there, is a uh, is ambitious is using the word lightly. They, they I'm not sure how they vet their uh, rate information, but uh, the rates that they have on there they're really ambitious. You really uh, a little bit more aggressive than what I personally have been able to find uh, in the retail in, in the actual the, the the retail market or on the spot market. Uh, those rates that they have posted there are really really uh, out of line from what I have seen in real-world experiences. With that disclaimer being thrown out there, let's jump right into the, um, the USDA report. And we're going to start out with areas with shortages, outright shortages. And there's one area that is reporting outright shortages, and that area is South District, California. So South District, California is a really good place to be. Uh, right now, if you want to be working the spot market, you can just about name your own price, and you probably will get uh, very little resistance or pushback because they need trucks that bad. Jumping over into the next category, slight shortages, those areas are as follows, and we have quite a few of them. The uh, market is, of course, heating up, produce season and all that. Mexico crossing through Nogales, Arizona is the first area of the slight shortages, Imperia and Coachella Valley, California, Kern District, California, Oxnard District, California, 
Salinas, Watsonville, California, Santa Maria, California. We almost could just say California as a whole. Uh, Eastern North Carolina makes an appearance. Lower Rio Grande uh, out of Texas. They're moving watermelons hot and heavy. Mexico crossing through Texas. All those areas that we just rattled off real quickly are reporting slight shortages of trucks in those areas. Areas with that you might want to proceed into with some caution, showing slight surpluses. Florida, first one on the list. Columbia Basin, Washington. Yakima Valley, Winter District, Washington. And Florida, I think that um, a lot of the um, watermelons and stuff that were coming out of Florida has begin to, begun to dry up. I think a lot of that stuff is beginning to move up towards uh, South Georgia. Um, I think those are the next areas that are starting to have some, some pretty good harvests for the uh, watermelon season. And uh, the last column on this report that we're going to go over real quickly is areas with outright surpluses, areas that you just definitely want to make sure that you get your backhaul in before you go there. And there's only one dist uh, area that is reporting a surplus, and that is San Luis Valley, Colorado. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, the detailed report is available for you. There's a link on the Rates and Lanes Facebook page. You can go click that link and get the entire USDA report there. Uh, moving right along, jumping over into this week's DAT trend lines report. There's also a detailed link for this report up on the Rates and Lanes Facebook page for your viewing pleasure as well. This report was updated as of yesterday. Uh, capacity tightens ahead of the holiday. Some drivers wrap up their work weeks early ahead of the Memorial Day uh, uh, weekend, which led to tighter capacity near the end of the week. National average rates rose for reefers flat and flatbeds. The national van rate dipped by one cent due to the falling fuel surcharge, but rates were up in most major markets. And we're going to take a look in and take a deeper look at this DAT trend lines report, starting off with the drive van demand and capacity report for the week of May 21st through the 27th. Nationally, low post increased by 12%, while truck post declined by 2%. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to rise by 13%, up to 4.2 loads per truck nationally. The national average van rate dipped by one penny last week compared to the previous week. Load-to-truck ratios represent the number of loads uh, posted by DAT. So this is, of course, this is a DAT report. We're going to take a look back historically. April load-to-truck ratios increased by 8%. Van load postings declined 5% in April compared to March. Truck postings declined 12% during that same time span, which led to an 8% increase in the national load-to-truck ratio. At 3.5 loads per truck nationally, the ratio was up 127% from where it was in April of 2016. Of course, does very good to load right now. Uh, the national load-to-truck ratio sits at a strong 4.2 loads, loads per truck 
for dry vans. Anything over three loads per truck in the dry van segment is really a positive indicator for dry van people working the spot market for dry vans. Of course, it always helps to know what the fuel prices have been doing. And over the past week, fuel has increased by 1.2% up to a national average of $2.57 per gallon. Taking a look and seeing how the U.S. van rates were performing for dry vans for the previous week, van rates increased in 70 of the top 100 lanes last week. As a national average, however, the rates dipped one cent to $1.68 per mile due to the one cent drop in the national average fuel surcharge. Rates increased in Atlanta, Dallas, Chicago, but fell in Seattle. So we're going to take a look historically. The national average van rate increased four cents in April compared to March at $1.67 per mile. National average rates was 17 cents higher than it was in April of 2016. Let's take a look around the country, beginning as we always do in the northeastern portion of the United States, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania being our representative city, showing average spot market rates for dry vans at $1.68 per mile. Jumping down into the southeast, Atlanta, Georgia being the representative city, showing average spot market rates at $2.02 per mile. Moving up into the Midwest, Chicago, Illinois checking in, showing average spot market rates for dry vans at $1.93 per mile. Moving down into the south central portion of the United States, Dallas, Texas checks in, spot market rates for dry vans at $1.73 per mile. Wrapping up the rate report for dry vans coming out of the left coast, Los Angeles, California, leading the pack at $2.09 per mile on the spot market for dry vans. Moving on over, jumping into the flatbed demand and capacity report for the previous week. Flatbed load postings declined by 7% last week, while truck posts increased by 4%. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to decline by 11% to 34.2 loads per truck. The national average flatbed rate moved higher last week compared to the previous week. Taking a look back historically, compared to the March flatbed low post rose by 3% in April, while truck posts declined by 14%. That pushed the load-to-truck ratio up 19% from 36.6 loads per truck, skyrocketing to 43.7 loads per truck nationally. Compared to April of 2016, the ratio has soared by 102%. Let's jump over and look and see how the flatbed rates were performing. Spot market flatbed rates increased one cent last week to a national average of $2.10 per mile. Let's take a look historically. Flatbed rates increased by four cents in April compared to March. The national average of $2.07 per mile was $0.17 cents higher than it was in April of 2016. Taking a look around the country, beginning in the northeast, Harrisburg, PA, $3.41 is being shown for the average spot market rate for flatbeds coming out of Harrisburg. Jumping down to the southeast, Atlanta, Georgia checking in, showing average spot market rates at $2.61 per mile. 
Moving up to the Midwest, Rock Island, Illinois, $2.56 per mile can be had on the spot market coming out of Rock Island. Moving down into the south central portion of the United States, Houston, Texas checking in, showing spot market rates of $2.45 per mile coming out of Houston. And moving out west, the west coast wrap-up, Phoenix, Arizona being the representative city, showing average spot market rates at $1.76 per mile. Jumping on over into this week's reefer demand and capacity report. Last week, reefer low postings increased by 9%, while truck postings declined by 4%. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to increase by 8% to 7.8 loads per truck. The national average spot market rate for reefers was higher last week compared to the previous week. Historically, reefer load postings declined 5% in April compared to March. Truck posts declined 11%, which caused the load-to-truck ratio to increase 6% from 6.2 up to 6.6 loads per truck nationally. Compared to April of 2016, the load-to-truck ratio has skyrocketed upward 134%. Let's take a look at the reefer rate report. And, uh, man, I just got a crazy tone in my vo- on my uh, report showing that I didn't set the show all the way up properly. So we're going to be, uh, this portion of the show is the only portion that's going to be recorded. We're still going to go on through with the show. I'm going to see if I can get in there and fix that while we're at it. But anyway, with no further delay, we got uh, the reefer report for the rate portion of the reefer report. National average reefer rates increased two cents per mile last week up to $2.01 per mile, the highest weekly rate average since early January. Rates jumped double digits in major markets in Central California and Florida, but slipped slightly coming out of Elizabeth, New Jersey. Historically, spot market rates, spot market reefer rates increased seven cents in April compared to March of one dollar and ninety-four cents per mile. The April average was up fourteen cents higher than it was one year ago. Coming out of Elizabeth, New Jersey, we have average spot market rate $1.61 per mile. Moving down into the uh, southeastern portion of the report, Lakeland, Florida checks in showing average spot market rates of $2.21 per mile. Green Bay, Wisconsin, setting the bar as it normally does in the Midwest, $2.72 per mile on average. Coming out of the Rio Grande, McAllen, Texas, checking in, showing $2.10 per mile on average. And Fresno, California, coming out uh, representing the West Coast, showing $2.41 per mile on average. With that being said, that's going to wrap up this week's DAT Trend Lines report. And we're going to give you the uh, bad broker report. So this is the portion where you want to have your pens and paper ready. Write down the MC numbers, put them in your Rolodex, so that when you're negotiating on loads, you make sure that these people are not going to be someone that's going to burn you uh, when it comes time to getting paid. 
first person to make the appearance on the report, Floyd D. Banks Logistics, LLC, or Floyd D. Banks Trucking. Their MC number is 864-554. It is reported that they have over $8,000 in non-payment complaints. Arrow Logistics, LLC, their MC number is 689-363. That is being reported that they have over twenty eight thousand dollars in non-payment complaints tfi logistics services their mc number is 497-222 fmcsa shows that surety bond is scheduled for cancellation on 6717 they have over forty six thousand dollars in non-payment complaints that have been reported omni specialized llc their mc number is 957-641 fmcsa shows surety bond is canceled. Over $42,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. Mojo Transportation LLC, MC number 745801. FMCSA shows surety bond canceled. Over $59,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. A1 Produce Sales, this is a shipper. A1 Produce Sales has, uh, uh, has been reported that they have over $11,000 in unpaid carrier invoices. Elite Logistics, Inc., their MC number is 761514. Uh, it has been reported that this broker has over $35,000 in unpaid carrier invoices. They are considered a high risk. Micro Logistics, LLC, Micro Transportation, LLC. MC number 736-882. FMCSA shows trust fund canceled, uh, excuse me, trust fund is scheduled for cancellation on 6-4-17. Almost $54,000 in active non-payment complaints have been reported. Ramar Transportation, Inc., their MC number is 300-208. Surety bond canceled per FMCSA. Over $21,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. TransSafe Logistics LLC or TransSafe Carriers, Inc., MC number 834-717. Surety bond canceled. Over $6,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. So hopefully you guys are not anyone that has any outstanding invoices for any of these people and that you are in the clear, and we hope and pray that you remain that way. With that being said, let's go and grab our special guest, our resident mentor, Chuck Snow. Let's welcome Chuck up and on board. Chuck, how are you doing? We're doing well. How are you, Rico? We are doing well. Sorry we got cut off a little earlier there, but uh, that's the way that this thing is set up. It'll, it'll pull me out of whatever I'm doing at the time and, and force me on the air. So, uh yeah. <laughs> okay, one of those that. deals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do you what do you guys got going on over at Traffic? Tell us what's new over that way and what you guys have going on. And we're gonna take a couple of calls. I see we got a couple of people with some questions with their hands raised. We're gonna get to you here in just a second. But uh, Chuck, well, yeah, go ahead. And I tell spent us last what you guys week. Got going. Well, I spent last week in the Windy City, and it was fantastic. I just wrote about it tonight. Uh, probably one of my best business trips ever. 
saw a whack of customers. I was there for five days altogether, five working days, and uh, it was one of my best business trips. I got to see so many people. Lined up a lot of business. Um, certainly lined up a whole bunch of business for our Chicago office. It's rocking and rolling. It's going uh, better than expected. So we're pretty excited about that. So you got a chance to go out and actually touch the people there on the ground in Chicago and, and, and get a chance to shake a few hands and meet eyeball to eyeball and kneecap to kneecap, as they say. Well, I certainly did, and I got a chance to meet a customer of mine that I've had for 34 years that her and I have never been able to connect. And uh, I've been wow. in Chicago countless times, and I said to her before I left, I said, Sally, we got to meet up before one of us dies. And we ended up having dinner together, and it was fanta- just a fantastic meeting. Cool, cool, great. Well, Chuck, you want to you wanna take a – I know you had a couple of things that we might want to discuss, but we got uh, a couple of people with hands raised. You want to take a few calls real quick? Yeah, let's take those calls. They deserve to be uh, heard. Absolutely. So let's go and grab Aaron really quickly. Aaron, you're up and on board with Rico and Chuck. How can we help? It's Alan. That's all right. All hey, right. I'm looking at a, in as, as Aaron. Yeah, that's okay. I'm looking at a, a drive-in, a vented drive-in, and I'm kind of questioning what kind of rates I should be looking at on that. What we're going where, Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Alan. That, that's kind of kind of an open ended because with the drive van, uh, vented drive van, of course you're going to be able to haul some uh, some produce, your watermelons and stuff like that. So you'll be able to dip into that that segment of the market. But depending on what lane that you're actually going to be trying to work that's going to be more of an indicator that's going to dictate what that rate you're going to be able to, to, to demand out of that specific market, those markets that you are servicing. Um, it, it's kind of difficult. I, I understand where you're coming from with your question because where well, I was when I initially I'm, started with my own authority was that uh, I was in a situation that I thought that rate should be your rate should be your rate should be your rate because it's going to take the same amount to run your truck no matter where you are, but Unfortunately, that's not the case. It just depends on the uh, market in which you're trying to service and what the demand is in those markets. Uh, so if you can no, tell I us understand what that. Um, I'm, I'm running out of Rochester. I'm running out of Rochester, New York. I run the, you know, basically Pennsylvania, Maryland, into Virginia. I understand with the with the vented van going down into you know Georgia and that to grab watermelons and bring them back up. Just I, I don't have that experience pulling the watermelons to know what is well, a decent Alan, rate on the, that. The watermelons will eventually get up to uh, they will get up to uh, Virginia and Maryland and South Jersey because what happens is as Rico was saying at the beginning of the show, watermelons are just about finished in Florida and now they're going to move up into Georgia and the Carolinas. And then on the other end, they go up as far as Indiana. So as the season progresses and we get towards the latter part of the season uh, in August, there will be watermelons coming out of uh, South Jersey, for example, going back into the market in Rochester or Buffalo. Um, The other thing you can do with that vented van is if there's any plastic manufacturers, some types of plastic have to be vented. And uh, we used to haul for a company out of the Toronto area, and they needed vented uh, dry vans because the gases from the plastic 
uh, escape, and if they don't have a place to go, you could have an explosion. And it's not hazardous. They were, they're just combustible. Okay. No, it's yeah, just the gases become combustible. Um, you've also got you've got um, onions you can haul in that trailer. You're gonna and right. uh, you've got carrots you can haul. You may be able to haul some local apples. Uh, you know when your season happens around the Finger Lakes there. Um, yeah. You know, come the end of August, September, um, it's a good piece of equipment to have. And if anybody on the show is listening, if you're down in South Georgia or you're, you know, you're in the Melon Belt and you have a dry van and it's not vented, don't let them sell you on expensive vents down there. What you want to do is just get some hillbilly down there to make a couple of holes, one in the front, one in the back, and when you get home, put proper vent doors in and you don't want those if you're going to have it done don't put those cheap vents in put the vent doors in because they're much that, more that was effective. my other question that was my other question go with the vent door or 100 percent the okay all right those other ones you yeah, don't get are. enough airflow uh they'll leak after a while you put a proper vent door in on the front and the back, it'll serve you well for the length of time you're going to own the trailer. Okay. All right. That's great to hear. Um, yeah, they, I've been seeing some scary rates coming out of Atlanta, coming back up with produce. Green beans, $3,200 going into Hanover, PA. Yeah, you know what? And the first few loads of green beans out of Atlanta, out of that area, will pay 32. And then everybody hears somebody got 32. And by the time you get your truck down there, they'll pay you 14. Yeah. I I, I love my, my lanes that I'm running right now. I'm $3 a mile. Now you stay in those lanes. Well, that's what I was just getting ready from, from my. I was. Don't, don't, don't fall for the fool's gold. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, definitely I, you know, don't I, fall for the fool's gold. And I mean, what I mean by that is, if you got if you got relationships and things that you're working right now, and you and you're doing pretty good at it, by all means, don't go, uh, um, you know, don't go chasing waterfalls. Just just stick with what you got. If you got a good thing going, uh, stick with a good thing, the good thing that you got going. I've actually one of the brokers that I've done quite a bit of business is, it was the one that asked me about getting a vented drive in because they once it starts hitting North Carolina, Virginia, they get into that and he told me I'd be really, really happy with the rate. Well Oh you probably will be. I've been I've been averaging over two fifty pulling his stuff, so I'm not gonna if I'm gonna be really, really happy that's what I wanted to to get an idea of. You know Yeah, I think it's a good idea. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot guys. Thanks, Alan. You have a good night. Be safe out there. Okay. Want to say real quick? Let me put put Alan back on hold. Um, messed up with the uh, planning of the show and didn't schedule it for the proper amount of time. I'm trying now to go in the back office portion so that we can go back live and get everything recorded. Uh, so if if you, if phone calls drop off, you guys call back in. Uh, 